Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. My name is Sam Beam, and I am beyond stoked that you decided to take some time to listen to me today. Um, thank you for listening, and thank you for be- being awesome. That's what I've got for you guys today. Thank you very much. Anyways, let's get actually into our podcast for the day. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day, whether it's a Thursday or a Sunday or a Tuesday or whatever day it is. I hope you guys are doing great and that you are ready to dive in and learn about some preaching ministry stuff. So uh, if you haven't, I opened up two weeks ago with a podcast about partnering with parents um, and some of the pillars, some of the core things that we should do to begin partnering with parents. So if you haven't listened to that before, guys, uh, I would say go ahead and jump in and give that a listen before you start this one. Sorry to send you backwards, but go ahead and head that up because it's kind of uh, building upon it. Now, last week, if you didn't hear, it was my live podcast from Kidman MechaCon. And what do you know? That's also my shout out for today. Okay, so today's shout out is going to go to um, the Kids Matter Megacon stuff in general is what I'm going to call it. Um, but we've got a few awesome things, guys. One is the Kids Matter devotional, the Better Together, Better Together, Better Together devotional. The Better Together devotional uh, is super awesome. I think it's 50, maybe it's 100. It's a lot. It's a lot of devotionals. You can get it for like $12. Um, I'm in there. So, you know, if you love my content, just be on the lookout for Sam Beam. Um, but there's a ton of people from churches all over um, that have written and participated in this. And so I'd strongly encourage you to go check it out. Go give it a read. Um, and yeah, jump into that. And also, we have our uh, Megacon to go. If you didn't get to go to Megacon and you're like, man, there was so much good stuff I wish I could have seen, um, we have something for you guys. It's called Megacon to go you can purchase it and you will get all of the main sessions and you'll get so many of the breakouts it's going to be so so worth it okay guys so go check that out um and along with that guys my my uh, this parent topic is based off of one of the books i was reading for one of my classes partnering with parents and youth ministry um it's creating a family-based youth ministry that's the whole idea behind it and so um Go check that book out as well if you hear this stuff and think, ah, that resonates with me. Or, oh, I want to dive into that deeper. Guys, I'm pulling a lot of it from the book, which, like I said, is like 15 years old or something. And so, you know, I'm, I'm applying it to our day and age. And I'm applying it to preteens, this one specifically for youth. Um, and so, you know, there are some overlap. There's also some specifics that we really need to think about with our preteens. And so I'm applying both of those, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but with that, yeah, that's that. Um, my story is just Megacon. It was awesome, guys. You should definitely, definitely think about going next year. Maybe talk with your pastors um, about creating somewhere in the budget. It's not a crazy expensive um, conference. And you can, like, honestly, like, let's get you down there. I would love to have you down there guys so work on that so that we can hang out next year because i know that's exactly what you want to do is come hang out with sam beam um but anyways today we are jumping into um some of the mentalities that will hinder us from partnering with parents okay so here's the first one guys is that family is key okay family is key. I was just had a conversation with someone and he was talking about how um, sometimes families will see us as a coach, right? They will see us as someone who they drop off with and we will coach their kids in the Bible and then they'll pick their kids up, ask how it went, and then bring them back next week, right? But it's the, the reality is we cannot disciple 
to the degree that is needed for these children to sustain their faith, okay? We cannot disciple in the two hours or less that we get a week with these students that will allow them to have a firm, steady faith. And so family is key, guys. If we let the mentality that just our two hours is enough, then we are going to fail, okay? Um, you know, we get stuck on uh, teaching and the lessons and the volunteers and this everything, and all the weight gets put on ourselves. But the reality is we need to find a way to partner with these parents. And so, like I said, knowing the last week what we talked about is super important because that was a lot of the content, was how we can begin to form this, guys. And I'm talking about this now, and you know, like, my podcast isn't me telling you all the things I've done. It's telling you things that I'm actively learning, and this is something that I'm walking through right now is how can I partner with these parents? Because I'm running into these mentalities that are hindering me, that are keeping me from progressing. And so I want to talk about these and I want to get them out so that I can process and so that maybe you can as well. But the reality is the family is extremely crucial in discipling our preteens specifically. uh, The conversation I just had was also went over some statistics, right? And so they're all fresh in my brain. But the reality is there's a large drop-off from preteens to kids engagement in the Bible, right? About 88% of kids have weekly interaction with the Bible, while only like 77% of preteens do. That's a huge drop off. And so parents are just, they're struggling to find a way to connect with their preteens because the kids' children Bible, storybook Bible, isn't exactly appealing anymore. So um, here's some of the issues, some of the things, some of the mentalities we can run into. Um, The first one is that we put our programs first, and so this kind of follows up with what I was just talking about, Uh, but we prioritize the ministry within the four walls of our church, or 16 or 24, however many walls you actually have in your church, but we prioritize those walls and not the walls of a family's house okay uh and in this we create a consumption based ministry and not a uh like a deeply growing based ministry right uh, and i am 100% guilty of this okay so i've got some more statistics these were premeditated statistics right this is a uh, first degree statistics right here um but when looking at the stats and i'm going to have all of these linked below don't worry i'm not going to not show my sources but when looking at the stats parents were named 50% um like 50% of the people who, who filled out the survey said that their parents uh, was one of their primary helps in coming to Christ, okay? So when we think about that, I have, say, 40 preteens on a Wednesday night. 20 of those are going to say, my parents are the ones that really helped me grow and claim and develop my faith in Christ, okay? That's half of them. Half of these children are led to faith by their parents. Um, And then 24% um, also listed their family members as a major factor in that decision, okay? And here's the other thing. Pastors and ministries uh, are only about 28%, okay? So when you think about it, 50% versus 28, right? I get like 10. They get like 20. Think about that. They're, They're way more influential, and they're way more impactful in how they share the gospel, okay? So, like like I said, we're missing a portion. We're missing a large group. And so I can't, like, you know, that's the difference between 10 kids 
in my Wednesday night ministry uh, following through their faith versus 30 kids following through in their faith. And so when you think about that impact, the impact is substantial, okay? So when I say we can't create a program's first ministry, I'm not saying don't have uh, great programs, don't have awesome events, and don't have great games and lessons and all of those, but also partner with your parents, okay? When we think that just the programs are what we need, we miss out on a huge group of the students. And so guys, make sure that we are partnering with those parents. And I think we'll really go through some like super practical like things that I'm going to be working on um, and maybe get some other people involved here too because this is a big one. This is a really big one, but get some people involved in how we can do this in the future. So you might be thinking, what do I do, Sam? Well, you know, I'm right here with you and we're going to walk through that. Um, here's another one, guys, is um, aren't I a kid minister or a preteen pastor? Don't I work with preteens, not preteen families, okay? But uh, newsflash, sorry, but you do, okay? And, and and this is something we may not consciously or intentionally do either. We just, you know, I'm, I'm a preteen pastor, and so I'm going to focus on my preteens, like, duh. But um, sometimes uh, we focus on just the kids, um, and we forget that the most influential person in a life is not us. It's not their leader. It's not their coach. It's not their teacher. It is their parents, okay? And their families are going to have the biggest influence. So when we prioritize families and not just kids, we are greatly expanding our reach, okay? I really need to sit down and do the math here and figure it out. But, you know, we get a Wednesday night and a Sunday night. Um, so, you know, maybe about two hours. And then parents um, get their kids after school. They feed them dinner. They do homework with them. They wake them up after. And even though a school takes up a majority of these um, kids' days, they're still spending as much time in one day with their parents as they would in like a month with us, okay? So think about the, um, the, the scalability of your ministry if all of a sudden you don't just have a group of volunteers pouring into kids, but you have a group of people who have access to their kids 24-7 because boom, that's what we like, uh-huh. That's what we like, okay? Here's another one, fear of man, or as I like to say, fear of mom, okay? When I say parents scare me more than anything, like, give me a room full of fourth grade boys hopped up on pixie sticks over a parent meeting any day, okay? Parents scare me because of my, you know, anxiety and my lack of trust in you know what's going on and you can you know, we could double to the hive of uh, we could jump into the core of these problems but the reality is I'm scared of parents and I'm taking care of their kids and I'm trying to teach them the gospel and so you know I have all these pressures on me and I'm like oh my gosh they're gonna judge me and they're gonna be angry and they're gonna be like why are you sending me all this stuff okay so we may struggle uh, with this and 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 we don't want parents to feel uh, overwhelmed or overburdened, right? That most of them are full-time, have a full-time job. Uh, I know some that are just working so much. They've got parents who are, um, you know, maybe their husband works somewhere like uh, 911 dispatch or, or police or fire. And so, you know, the dad's not around as much because he's working these crazy shifts and the mom is working full-time. And so I'm like, how can I justify sending a mother something else to do? Um, right? We don't want them to juggle around um, the ministry, and so we kind of put it on ourselves naturally. Um, maybe you know we think we'll work, work ourselves out of a job, or um, you know whatever it is. Maybe, but but the reality is, at the end of the day, 
we have to trust God with our ministry, okay? And God is not a uh, kid God, right? He's not a parent God. He's not a pastor God. He is a family God. If you look at the the use of language, especially in the New Testament, when he's talking about the body of Christ, uh, familial language is one of the most used, right? Brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, sons, adoption, all of those things. We use the 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 image of a family a lot to talk about the family of God, right? So family is crucial, okay? Family is super important. So no matter our fears and our anxieties, the reality is we have to trust that God is going to work through us. Um, and even if it's even if it's one, even if you are giving a resource to one parent who needs it, then that is one parent who did not have a resource and did not have the confidence to talk with their kids, then now do, okay? So here's our last one, guys. Uh, what about kids that don't have believing families, right? We may be thinking like, you know, what about kids who who go home to a parent who is not involved in the church, that go to home to a parent who is not um, active and who is not, you know, uh, willing to do this. And, and the reality is we can't, um, we can't let that impact us, right? We might feel that we're wasting our time or we might feel fear that the parent will get angry or upset or whatever, but the reality is, um, it's worth it for even even one family, like I said. Um, even if uh, there are non-believing parents, there are also believing parents who would love those resources and would love to work it. And even those non-believing parents, you would be surprised at how, um, how involved they are in their kid's life, right? If they're going to church, then they're obviously not actively opposed to their kids going to church. The reality is some parents just want the best for their kids. And so, you know, maybe sending them to church, they're sending them, and they may, not need, they may be sending them for the wrong reason, right? I want my kid to act better. I want my kid to do better. But you will be surprised at the doors the Lord will open in the life of a preteen because of what you do, okay? So these resources may seem like nothing. They may seem like extra work. There may be extra 30 minutes of your week that you would rather use meeting with volunteers or prepping next month's curriculum. But all in all, guys, when we take time to minister to families first, we, we greatly and exponentially increase our ministry and the impact that it has. So you know I'm a practical guy. Because I say it, and I tell you that, and I don't actually know if I'm a practical practical guy, but, you know, I, I say it a lot. So I feel like at this point, it's just what it is. Um, anyways, uh, my practical thing for you guys is I want you to stop wherever you are, unless you're driving, like, sorry, don't, but, like, remember this while you're driving, and then whenever you stop, do this, okay? But either take out a sticky note or uh, your phone, whatever your preferred writing method or available writing method is. And I want you to uh, go through these again. I'm going to list them. But go through and uh, write down one or two that are like your biggest uh, mental blocks. Write them down. And then write down what you can do to work on them, okay? I don't want you to listen to a podcast and then move on with your day thinking, I'm going to do that, and then you don't, okay? So I need you to take your time and do this, all right? So uh, once again, guys, uh, some of the issues that we can run into is that we put our programs first and we leave behind the family, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. Number two is that we get into the mentality that we are not a family minister, we're a kids minister, and so we begin to focus on the kids and not on the families, which 
also can be intentional or unintentional. Number three is our fear of man or fear of mom or fear of parents in general. Hi, that's me. But these things can hinder us. They can um, keep us from acting. They can keep us from sending things. They can keep us from giving resources to parents because we are afraid of what they'll think or what they'll say or what they'll do or that we'll mess up or whatever. Um, and then lastly is that we, we let the idea of you know non-believing families and things like that discourage us and keep us from truly diving into the needs of these families, of these preteens, okay? So write those down. Write one or two of those down that you feel like are a top hang-up for you on what prevents you from working with parents, and, and then work on it, right? If your issue is that your programming is causing, um, you know, you're just kind of skipping it over, then how can you include it in your programming, right? How can you encourage preteens to talk with your parents, and how can you encourage the parents to talk with the preteens, right? Or uh, maybe it's your fear. Who can you talk to about that fear? Here's a hint. You can always talk to God about that fear. But also, you can talk with your pastor. You can talk with people who have experience in that. Find connections. Find people you know who've experienced that same kind of anxiety. Um, you know, whatever it is, write it down, write a solution, and then act on it, okay? Acting on it is the key part, okay? So that is all that I've got for you guys today. I hope that you enjoyed, and I hope that it kind of brought to light some of the things that you may have subconsciously or consciously been aware of and how we can work on improving that. Um, so next week, we'll probably have one or two more weeks on what this looks like very, very practically, some active things that you can do to partner with parents. Um, so I'm super excited about those. And with that, thank you so, so much for listening. I will see you guys Monday for our nugget. I know we haven't had any recently. It's kind of been in and out, but fall break and Megacon and all of that. That's that. But I will see you this Monday for our nugget. And then I'm going to see you guys next Thursday for our full episode. All right. Peace.